Hi, and welcome to the ScreenSafe podcast. I'm Anna, and this is a podcast for anyone who cares about keeping children and teens safer online. We're going to talk about absolutely everything. So whatever age and stage your child is at, there'll be something here for you. Let's get going. Hello, and this week I'm talking about sexting. So what is it and how to talk to your child about it? And it may be a phrase you've heard, it may not, or you may have heard the the term sending nudes. And unfortunately, it's a common occurrence between teens and children today. And it's absolutely something that as parents, we need to be aware of and speaking to our child about. And this topic can often fall into that sort of awkward, I'd rather not think about it category for parents. But just like the other conversations around sex and pornography, we need to be having them with our children if they are online and it has to be up there as a priority. It's so important to start and keep having these conversations so that we are the one giving them the facts rather than them finding it out via the playground or via some other source online. So as well as talking to them about the risks and the reasons of why not to do it, We also need to understand the pressures to send images that some children are facing today so we can approach the topic with empathy and understanding of their world and the influences they're experiencing rather than panic and stress or just complete mortification at the thought of it as as seeing it from our perspective. So what do you need to know and how and when should you be talking to your child about this? So sexting can now often be seen as the first step in a relationship, which is a scary thought for parents, but one that we absolutely need to wake up to. Sending nudes can come before any physical sexual contact now due to the ease and expectation. And research by um, the UK non-profit Internet Matters and YouthWorks charity recently found that the pressure to send intimate images appears to increase as children get older which is no real surprise there, but they also need to be made aware of the potential consequences and implications of sending that one photo when they were in the hormonal overdrive or the exciting new start of a a new relationship or a first relationship, or maybe they're being cyberbullied, pressured, threatened to send that image. So the study found that many children sexted simply because they wanted to, with 38% doing it as part of a relationship and just under a third of them reporting that they did it just for fun, which would imply that they really don't realise the long-term implications, well, and the short-term as well, but just how long, you know, this can hang around and how long it can be in the future when it comes back to bite you again. So one in five teenagers who have sent nude or explicit sex said that they were coerced or blackmailed into it, the survey reported. So that, again, adds that um, other other angle of this isn't necessarily just things that children are doing and teens are doing because they want to and they're excited by it and it's all part of their relationship. There are a, a, a huge amount of children out there on teenagers who are doing it because they are being threatened, coerced, blackmailed into it. So as always, again, the conversations, the constant, constant conversations at home will help keep that at bay and and, and flag up to you as the parent when you can see any changes in your child or if there are things going on where this might then 
be a result of, of that bullying or threatening behaviour. Now, polling also found that while 15% of 13-year-olds had felt pressure to sext, this rose to 17% of 14-year-olds and 23% of those aged 15 and above. And it also found that 17% had shared images without their consent, had had images, sorry, shared without their consent, and 14% experienced harassment because of their sex. So it comes no surprise that the figures rise as the age range does. We know that teens are more likely to take risks and want to push boundaries. It's all a normal part of growing up. But the stakes can be much higher when they're online and it can seem so easy and harmless to send off a couple of pics without much thought, either due to excitement of a new relationship or through pressure. But results showed that children who learnt about online safety from their parents or carers are far less likely to share nude images. So there's another reason if you needed one to start these conversations earlier rather than later. So what are the dangers and the consequences? Well, if we look at first the potential emotional and mental effects, for many, the consequences of sharing nude images can be devastating. Maybe not immediately, but in time, those images or image can and do come back to haunt them. And many children who send them are not emotionally ready to handle the unfolding situation. It can be only too easy for them to fire off a photo in a moment of excitement or pressure but those repercussions can be very long lasting and serious. Photos get shared between peer groups at school, even at places at work. And there is a feeling of that complete helplessness as they realise they have no control over that image and where it is now. So they may feel a mix of emotions from guilt, regret, shame, embarrassment, all of the above making them feel that they can't talk to an adult or get help because they're going to get into trouble or they're going to be even more embarrassed and humiliated. And I'm sure we can all remember those feelings at some point as a teenager. So remind yourself of some of the risks that you took or wanted to take. So, you know, we're trying to come at this from their angle and understand how easy it is that they find themselves in this situation. Now, another um, phrase you've probably heard of it's certainly been in the news a lot over the the recent years is revenge porn and it's another area we don't want to connect with our children um, but unfortunately it's one that's becoming more and more common as it is in the adult world so revenge porn occurs when someone posts an online pornographic materials videos or photographs of another person without their consent and these pictures could have even been taken without the person's knowledge or the person's knowledge during a previous relationship. And then later on, they're used as revenge for breaking off the relationship. So even if they're in a, um, if your child is older in a stage where they are in a relationship and maybe everything is absolutely honky dory and it's, you know, all, all going well, it's still important to have these conversations about boundaries and not sharing things and reminding them of the consequences of that picture that video whatever it is once it, once they've sent that picture they have absolutely no control over it now another um phrase sextortion and this is a huge one and i'm going to do a specific session i mean it's in one of my courses this it is a, a huge huge problem um and it's a, a a problem that is growing at a rapid rate and sextortion relates to when someone has received nudes 
um, or a video and they may threaten to send them to family members, people at school, employers, unless the person who is in those videos or pictures agrees to certain demands. And that's known as sextortion or sexual blackmail and it can be incredibly dangerous. Shame and embarrassment can quickly lead teens to doing anything to prevent those photos from being leaked, whether that's performing sexual acts, paying money, sending more photos, and in far too many cases already has already resulted in teenagers taking their own lives as they can simply see no way out. So I just want to stress here that this is absolutely not an issue that is only affecting girls. Many sextortion cases are actually more targeted towards young boys. So predators set up fake profiles, usually of some young, glamorous, attractive girl, and they'll send a topless image to befriend the boy. And as we know, you know, hormonal teenage boys, who isn't going to be flattered by a picture of some attractive young girl coming through wanting to be their friend? And so they befriend that person, that boy, and then entice them to send compromising photos of themselves. And then immediately after they've got that first image, the most common next step is making financial demands, which, of course, never stop. It's never going to be one. OK, pay, pay me £500 and I'll delete the photo. It's it's a never ending. So it can quickly lead to devastating results. And there are um, a couple of cases that have been in the news about this. There was one particularly um, about a young boy called Braden Marcus, who was the target of a sextortion scam in October 21. Um, and literally from its starting to 27 minutes after the online conversation started, he took his own life because he could see no way out of how quickly it escalated. Now, I know that's extreme and I know it's, um, you know, horrendous to hear, but it's also a reality. It is it is happening. So we can't, again, rest on our laurels or just think that this would never happen to us. It would never happen in our area or our school. My son, my daughter would never do anything like that. We just cannot afford to think like that. The risks and consequences are far too high. Something else we also need to talk to our children about when it comes to sending and receiving images is the law, which isn't something many of them think about when they're in, involved in this. So depending on where you live, you know, your child could face legal consequences for sending or receiving the sex. If it involves a minor, so anyone under 18, it can even violate, uh, violate child pornography laws even if the messages are only exchanged between two children. So here in the UK, if you're under 18, it is against the law to take, have or distribute a sexual photo. This includes a selfie. To have or pass on an image of someone under 18 or incite someone to send sex. It's really quite clear and simple. So all children need to be made aware that even if they didn't take that photo or they're not in that photo, if they receive it of a person under 18 on their phone or device and then send it on to their friends or do anything else with that photo, they are breaking the law by distributing the image. And the, so the only thing they should do is report it to an adult and then delete the image. And many, many children do not know that. OK, so deep breath. So what if the worst case has happened and your child's already sent a nude? So. Deal with your own emotions before you speak to your child. 
they need your support and help now, not a lecture or discipline. Yes, maybe later there's some consequences or discussions to be had, but right now we need to manage the immediate situation and the priorities to look after them. Now, Childline has launched um, something called the Report Remove Tool with the Internet Watch Foundation, and that helps young people remove nude images themselves, of themselves, sorry, from the internet. And that can be used by anyone under 18 to report a nude image or video that's appeared online of themselves. And then the IWF will review that and work to have the content removed if it breaks the law. Childline has trained counsellors who know the devastating impact this can have on young people. They're speaking to people all the time who are going through this. So it can really help for your child to speak to someone else who doesn't know them, but who also is experienced in this and can reassure them and just make them feel more comfortable talking it through with someone who's not as close to them. So the important things we want to be looking at when we're, you know, starting these conversations and, and building awareness is seeing it from their eyes in the first instance. We want to be warning and preparing them without fear mongering them. So Asking open questions, you know, such as why do you think sending nudes has become so common today? Is it something you've heard people talking about? That will help them think critically about the situation and hopefully start a, a conversation rather than closed one word answers. And if we aim to make it more of an informal chat than that feeling of being talked to and told what to do or not to do, it usually, not always, but usually has a better response. And... Um, all conversations, you know, about staying online, it can feel like a very fine line to tread when we're trying to make them aware of the risks and the dangers. But also, you know, we we know they're going to use technology. We want them to use technology as they grow up in the right and healthy way. So, again, open questions such as, you know, what do you think happens to those photos? What could be the worst thing that could happen? And sort of go through it together, you know, play it out. You know, what could be the different scenarios? Um, and as with most of the dangers online, the fear we can have as parents is usually valid. You know, we've got life experience to know what's possible and does happen. But in the risk taking teenage brain, it can be very easy for us to come across as overreacting or dramatic or it's, oh, it's just mom, it's just dad. So although it's important to cover off the worst case scenarios and give examples of which, unfortunately, there are plenty to be found, you know, balance it out with examples of the more practical ways it can come back to haunt them as well such as college or job applications more and more employers and colleges and universities are doing social media checks now and these photos can resurface at any time causing a great deal of embarrassment um if you know caught at the wrong time
So I hope that helps and just sheds a bit of light on that area. It's definitely one to be aware of if you've got children at high school or starting high school soon. Um, it's much more common than we think or would like to think. So put it on your radar, put it on your list of conversations to be having. And I'll be back soon with some more support tips and advice. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be really grateful if you would share it with anyone else who you think might find this podcast helpful. You can follow me on Instagram at ScreenSafe Global or sign up via my website, screensafe.co.uk or via the link in Instagram to receive my weekly newsletter with more hints, tips and all round support on everything to do with online safety.